Chelech Chavtes, the Sicha for Rosh Hashanah and Vav Tishrei. Of course, as you know, Vav Tishrei is the yard site of the Rebbe Tzanchana, the mother of the Rebbe. And um, the Rebbe gave this talk, I guess, um, in uh, Vav Tishrei, in his uh, mother's memory. Her name was Chana as well. As you know, the Haftorah that we read on Rosh Hashanah is the Haftorah of Chana that discusses the story of Chana. And, um, and the Rebbe explains the unique prayer of Chana. And we find that a lot of halachas we learn out from uh, what we read in the uh, Novi, in the Shemuel, about uh, Chana's prayer over there. And, um, and the Rebbe explains why was this prayer chosen? Why was Chana's prayer chosen to uh, specifically give us these halachas? And the Rebbe explains that Chana's prayer, in a way, was a real essence of what prayer really is, because what prayer, what tefillah does, it changes things from the way they were supposed to be. When you pray to Hashem, you're saying, you're making up a different will, and a woman who is not destined to have children, and especially uh, she asked for a child like Shmuel that is going to be a tzaddik, and he was a tzaddik, etc., etc., as Rebbe is going to explain, that was a special power of tefillah. That's why that is considered to be sort of the real, real sort of davening. That would be the davening that uh, the Torah would give us, um, would give us uh, the special halacha. So let's look inside. All right, so Rosh Hashanah Vav Tishrei, so Aleph, in Meseches Brachas, in the Tracted Brachas, Zogdi Gemara, the Gemara says there, Omar Rav Hamnuna, Kamo Hilchaso Gavravoso, Iko Lemashma Mehani Kroi Dechano. That many big halochas we can learn, we can hear from these psukim that discuss Chana's prayer. So from what says by Chana, we can learn out Various halacha. What is the Gemara says? The Chano he medaberes al libo. Chano was speaking on her heart, which means, as we say, that uh, her heart was in her prayer. So mikan from here we learn lemispalil that one who prays tzorich sheyikaven liboy needs to have his heart directed to his prayer can't just say words. You have to have the kavona. You have to have the understanding, the feeling for what you're davening. That's number one. Then further it says, the Gemara says, it says in the passage, her lips were moving, which means that there has to be movement of the lips. From here we learn out, that one who prays needs to express, cut the words in his lips, meaning he has to express his words, articulate them very clearly. Further, it says, Her voice was not heard. So from here we learn, From here we learn that it is prohibited to raise your voice in Dominic. Now further, 
the Pasik says that uh, Eli thought that she was a shikoyr. So we learn more halachas. We know that somebody who's drunk is not allowed to dab. So that's a further halacha we learn out from here. So the Rebbe wants to know why did it, why are all these halachas told to us specifically by Hannah's prayer? We have other prayers in the Torah. We don't find these halachas. V'tzorich biur. Need to explain this. Ale inyonim in Torahs ad meduyik betachlis. All aspects of the Torah are totally precise. That inyan for tefillah state showing in the chamisha chum This concept of prayer is already stated in the five books of the Torah. Here we're talking about a navi. We're talking about Shmuel. But already in the Torah we find, in the five books of the Torah, we find the idea of prayer. The Kama Pa'amim, and also many times in the Torah. To start with, we have the prayer of Avraham, we have prayers of Yitzchok, the Rebbe brings to the notes all the places in the Torah were the prayers of Yaakov and Avraham to Yaakov, and also Tfilas Moshe, Moshe prayed, Unazevaiter. So the Rebbe's question is, Why would the source of many halachas is specifically in Chana's prayer? In Chelek HaNevim, that's in the portion of the Nevim, not in the part of Torah, but in the part of Nevim, which is called Divrei Kabbalah. And how come it's not in the prayers that is written in the Torah? Uh, so the Rebbe was trying to say now that maybe because this was a special prayer for children. It says that the Ebrister gives the keys to different angels, you know, the keys for other needs. But for children, those are kids that those are keys that the Ebrister himself holds. So maybe you're gonna say, because the prayer of of Chana was for children, and that is praying to Hashem directly. That's why this is a special prayer. But the actual prayer for children we find already also in the Torah. We found the other mothers too. They were also praying for children. So this wasn't the first time. It looks inside. So the Rebbe says, It seems like we could have said, What is the specialty of the prayer of Chana? Because that's a prayer for something very important, a main aspect of one life, and also a very general life. Of having kinder, she was praying to have children. Like she says, You will give to your maid servant uh, seed men, you give children. She was asking for children. This is a matter which is very great, it's a very special thing. And those are all one of the keys that remains in the hands of Hashem. They were not given over to an agent. So generally we pray to Hashem. And specifically only to Hashem we pray to. And this is something which Hashem has the keys for. So maybe that's why it's special. So number one, it's something which only Hashem could do, really. It's the keys that He has. And besides the fact, also in addition to that, it's something very important to the person. 
because a person doesn't have children is considered like they're not alive. So this is the prayer for children is something which is very important. It touches you very much. And it's amazing. The Rebbe was saying the Sikha, and you know, the Rebbe didn't have any children. His name, his name was, was Chana, but you could probably say what the Rebbe is saying over there uh, with regards to his to the Tvila Chana, also apply it to the Rebbe with his mother. But uh, but this is something which is children is something which is very important, very Rachel, and that's the language Rachel said. She says, if I don't have any children, then I'm considered dead. So maybe one is going to say, So since the contents and what she was asking, what what Chana was asking in a prayer is something which is very great. The far is the tefillah, that's why that prayer, a yisod, it's a base, a mocker in a source, from which we can learn, many important laws, many halachas in the davening. That would seem to be an answer why tefillah's chana has special halachas that we learn from it. Because of A, this is something which Hashem himself takes care of children. And second, it's very important to the person. That's why it's a very important prayer. We cannot, however, answer so. Because also the prayer of Yitzchak and, and Rivka is the Rebbe says Yitzchak because in the Pesach it says Vayetar Yitzchak. But it says, So she was praying as well. It doesn't say so befedish. Even though in the other Sikha we learned that the Rebbe says that it's unique because this was Tfilas Chana, she prayed for herself. But in this case, she only prayed for herself. It's not. Over there, it was Yitzchak as well. She did too. But it's understood that. But over here, Yitzchak and Rivka, because Rivka is not so clear in the Pesach. It was mostly Vayetar Yitzchak. But it says, Meaning that if you go as well, is not given. So over there was actually the same main aspect of kinder. There she was praying for children. Yitzchok was beseeching Hashem, praying a lot. Opposite his wife, he was increasing and he was insisting, persistent in his davening. It says she was a barren woman. So, why would the Torah not give it over there? This special halacha. Now, there is generally, the Rebbe is trying to say, maybe this could be another reason. Maybe, maybe another reason. Because we know that we can't learn out halachas from before Matan Torah for after Matan Torah. Because that was before Matan Torah. So, if the Torah wrote some halachas, let's say, by, uh, by Avram, by Yitzchak, by something, then we would know that this applies to after Matan Torah. But that only applies to very specific halachas. But if we're just trying to reveal, in other words, the way it took place then to show that this is supposed to take place uh, later on, that we could learn. That's called the Gilu Milsa, just to reveal to us how davening is done. We're not just trying to say uh, special instruction over there. 
the, the davening is a davening. We also have a mitzvah to daven. It would just be revealing how you're supposed to daven. That's something that we could learn. We can We can also not say, as when the tefillah you can't up learn, and that we could not have learned from the prayer of the fathers. Because we cannot learn from what took place before matan teira, that wouldn't be a good argument. Well, erstens, number one, the Rebbe says, We're not discussing here. We're not the the the, the, the what the, the discussion over here. It's not an actual something we're learning from a milsa. This is just revealing this matter. We're similarly we're leaning something. How the conduct should be when you're davening. Especially, we learn davening. How do we know bechlal to daven? As the said, inyan This whole concept and order of davening zog the Gemara says as tefillos of his tiknum that the prayers were instituted by the forefathers, by Avram Yitzchok Yaakov. Avram tiken tefillos shachris. He instituted shachris. Shenemar chulu Yitzchok tiken tefillos mincha. Shenemar chulu and Yaakov. He quotes the psukim. So since they were the one that instituted the davenings, so we would have learned out from them how the davening works. So that's number one. Number two, the Rebbe said. That there are some halochas actually that we learn from other places. The Marsha says, when the Gemara says we can learn a lot of halochas, the Gemara doesn't mean that this is the first time we know about those halochas. Some of those halochas are written in the Torah elsewhere. The Gemara says it's also learned from Chana. So, therefore, uh, those items that you do learn from elsewhere, they could have been said because those are halochas that. We learn from the Torah elsewhere, from after Matan Torah. Zoy's voice. Another reason why we can't say that uh, that we can't say that uh, we, we because we need it to be after Matan Torah. That's why we have it by Chano and not by the others. As far as part part of these uh, laws, uh, the many laws, which we can learn from these verses of Chano. Zog der Marsha, the Marsha says, as Kamadvorim the Choshiv Hocha, that many matters that he counts over here, Kigoin, for example, we say, that you have to have Kavona in your heart, that you have to direct your heart, and that it's prohibited to raise your voice. I mean, we're talking about the Amida over here when you're doing Shemun Esra. We learned this, we know this also from other places. As the Gemara itself said earlier, what the Gemara is saying, that from these Pesukim of Chana, we can also learn them. So we still have other places, some of the Halachas, like the Kavona Saleh, and that we're not allowed to raise your voice, we know that. So based on this, these matters that we can hear from other places, they for sure, because they have a source after Matan Torah. So why only by Chana? They could have been hinted in one of the prayers of the forefathers. Then it would not contradict at all to the rule that we can't learn from before Matan Torah. 
That would not be the only place, the source of these halachas. There's other places. So why are we just finding by Chana, not by Avram? Those halachas that we do have in the Torah later on, after Matan Torah. Muslims Zogun, therefore we have to say, that this, that our sages of blessed memory are specifying and emphasizing how many big halachas, iko, that we can learn from this passing of Chano, is those the farvas bitchilas Chano gifint menachidush meyuchot in the Mgeder Hatfila. That is because in Chano's prayer we find something, a novelty, a special novelty, a chidush meyuchot, special novelty in the Mgeder Hatfila in the definition of prayer. So now the Rebbe says we can say uh, the explanation. The Rebbe wants to say now that there's a difference by asking your regular needs all the time, praying to Hashem, or you have a special occasion that you ask for Hashem. You ask for something unique. A regular thing is not the regular prayer. There's a, a special prayer. Sometimes, and the Rebbe is going to make also a distinction between a bracha, or a tefillah. A bracha, something is there already, and you just got to bring it down from where it is into this world. A tefillah is yirotza, making up something new. A something which is a, a new problem that you're facing, or a, like a case where you don't have any children. This is something like totally new, and this is something unique. <laughs> In the idea of prayer, there are two general categories. There's a prayer that a person begs and prays every day. Those are the usual needs and the constant needs. A human needs them every day. That's one category. When it says, and then you have a prayer, a time, a specific time. Sometimes you need an item of amongst items, you need something special. When you have a time of a trouble or similar, you need something special for that time. Even those codifiers who say, why do we pray every day? That when we daven every day and we have the language of the davening, it's only a mitzvah from the rabbis because the Torah it doesn't have that mitzvah in this uh, in this set form. But they still would be of the view they hold. However, that that is a Torah command that a person should daven when he has a trouble, or similar to it. When you need something specifically. So notwithstanding the fact that normal davening, we should daven three times a day, according to those view of, the, of, of those codifiers, but when you need something special, that time, that prayer that you pray to Hashem, that's a mitzvah in the Torah. So what is the explanation in the view of these rulers? Why is that a Torah? Why is that a Torah? It's moving up in the Gedar Hatfilah. That's understood based on what is explained in many areas in the definition of Davnik. 
And how the definition of davening is different than the definition of blessing. Bracha is Meloshin Bricha. Bracha, blessing, comes from the language of a Bricha. Bricha means a pool. A pool, a pool of water. Amokim Rikus von Mayim. It's a pool which is a collection of water or similar to it. But von Dort is Mamshich di Mayim, Leiditzrochim Aprot Mamasimim. From that pool of water, you draw water based on the needs and the details that are fitting. So you have a pool of water. Let's say you want to water a field or something. So you draw from that pool what you need. Umbroch is Eich von Loshen. That's a pool, but also from the language Hamavrich, one who grafts, which means you bring that was Pirushi is Hamshocha. You draw down. Brocha, what is a Brocha? Brocha is in Yonah to Mamshich Zayin, Azach Mimikoyim. Brocha is to draw down something from its source. So it is in its source and you're bringing it down. In other words, you're not doing something new. You're not creating. There is already a pool over there. What a bracha does, it takes from your pool and it brings it down to the place where you need it. Does haste. The reiftu from bracha is nor. So what does bracha do? It is only, it only does when the inyan from the bracha is When this aspect of the bracha is already there in the source, nor But for some cause, some reason. It's holding back. It's being held back. From being drawn down to the one who's being blessed, it's not coming down. And the bracha impacts as those on nimshach veren from mokir that this should extend from the source when the rabkum lamata and come down uh, below. That is the idea of bracha. Where do we find the Rebbe says we'll show in a pasuk. You find this in the language of the pasuk. This is talking about Yaakov when he was blessing his children. It says, Ish asher kibir Each person as his blessing, Beidach Oisom. He blessed them with their blessing. Why does he have to bless them with their blessing if they already have the blessing? What does it mean? Ish asher kibir Each one as his blessing, he blessed them with their blessing. But it's already a blessing over there. What it means is they had the blessing in their source. And what Yaakov did, he was mamshich from the blessing in the source that it should come down with poel mamish. That brocha, that was fitting. And it was prepared for each one. Their mitot is a gebench. That's with what they benched them. Just haste, this means. The brocha, mamshich given to yedem, enem, lemato, dos vos, as is given, it brought down below to each one that which was already above, in his source above, you brought it down below. So, bracha does not make something new. Bracha just breaks, takes away the obstacles, the blockages, and it brings down something that is already yours, that just brings it down into this world. And the Rebbe brings a very interesting proof from the bracha that Yaakov uh, gave to the two sons of Yosef. So remember the story, he put his right hand on the younger one and the left hand, on, he put the right hand on Ephraim and the left hand on Menashe. And what did, he tried to remove it then. What did Yaakov say? No, 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 no. 
he tried to tell him he's the Bukhari. He said, no, no. He says he's going to be greater. Ephraim is going to be greater. That's what he does with the right hand. But wait a minute. If you're the one that's giving the brachas, why don't you give the brachas? The Abbanash should be the greater. Put the right hand on him. Why are you saying, oh, no, I can't do it? It means because you can't, a bracha cannot change what is destined to be. The bracha is just to be mamshik what's already there. So Yaakov wasn't going to change what the fact that Ephraim is going to be greater than Menashe. So that's why he had to put his right hand. As it's brought about, there's the proof about the idea of the bracha that the Rebbe just explained that the bracha is already there. From the bracha was Yaakov at Gebenj de Yosef from the blessing that Yaakov blessed the sons of Yosef. He placed his right hand on the head of Ephraim and his left hand he put on the head of Menashe. When Yosef at him gezogt, and Yosef told him, This one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his hand. Put it, he wanted it to put the right hand on Menashe. Even the father refused. What did he tell him? He says, He says, Menashe will be great, but his brother, the younger one, will be greater than him. And his seed will be full of all the nations. So, since Yaakov is the one that's blessing them, so he could have benched him with his block itself. So he should have blessed him, he should be great in Ephraim. But the idea is, as mentioned before, doesn't accomplish something new. As his blows, mamshich. Mavrich, it only extends, it brings down the Inyan Abrocha for Mokar, the idea of the blessing from its source. The far, what Yaakov did, you can't poil him with Zayn Brocha. Yaakov could not effect with his blessing as when Ashton Gresif and Ephraim. He couldn't give such a blessing. That's not in his power to make him greater than Ephraim. But also Nishvani Mokar, that wasn't the source. He could just take whatever is in source to give it to him. Kibir Chosay Ashabir Chesn Rebbe said before. This is all the idea of bracha. The Rebbe is explaining the difference between tefillah and bracha. Bracha is only what's in the source already to bring it down. But tefillah is to bring a new thing. Oh, but tefillah is in Yona. What is tefillah? We're asking, we're asking, there should be a will. There should become a new will. Something new. That was not there before. Is moving their time from the day is now we understand the reasons of the opinions was helping us get their mitzvah tefillah. They say, What is the definition of the mitzvah praying? Is it's only a time at some time amongst time come be when there is a trouble and similar for is because the main thing of prayer is let there be the will to poils on a to accomplish something new. To not as the order was till then. We're trying to change something from before. And that novelty, that special accomplishment of prayer, is that doesn't fit so much when you're praying on the needs that are constant and are common, that are usual on every single day. In which you cannot tell that you're doing, that you're impacting something new. Only when you pray for a change, something new, a novelty in the conduct, 
as Zalzayna Revach Yeshuv Atzola, there should be a, a, a comfort, a salvation, a saving from the ace sort from a trouble. Apizayis move on. Based on this, we understand that the goyd lat filah, that the greatness of prayers lefi erech dem goyd lashinu vachidish in derzach. That prayer is measured. How great is? It's based on the how great the change, how great the novelty is in this item of vacharis mispalu and what you are praying for. When they're far and therefore as afal pi as at filah, therefore even when we're praying to mavatel zanatzidas gishomim to take away the. Uh, when rain has been stopped, there's no rain. Or you're praying to heal the sick. Over there, it's also we're saying, let there be the will to accomplish a new conduct. It should not be according to the decree. So there too, there's change. But but that never that doesn't reach that doesn't come to to the for to the prayer for children from a barren woman. Was though here you have to come on to a novelty which is the opposite of the order of nature, which means rain comes by nature. It stops sometimes, but sick people are, get healed. Nature, some people are born to be barren. This is Hashem's creation. You need a big Yerotzen for that. Move on. As in them fall, that in that case expresses of their toikif, umaylis, hatfilis, biyasr, seyishchulu, that the prayer is, and the advantage of prayer with more force, more by when we're talking about uh, something which is such a dramatic, drastic change from nature. And the Rebbe is going to explain. This is any time when we're talking about a barren to change that to children. However, uh, and the um, the specialty by by Chana was more than just a barren because we find prayers for a barren woman, as the Rebbe said before, in the Chumash as well. But the, her prayer for Shmuel that he should be a tzaddik and that he should be a nazir, as the Rebbe will say. Everything that she did was more than the nature, not only of the world, it was even more than the nature of Torah, because normally you can't ask for your son to be a tzaddik. Normally you can ask for your son, you have a son, but if he's going to be a tzaddik, that's not a prayer that you can ask for. That's up to the person. David she doesn't say. That's only exceptional cases, but she got her son to be a tzaddik, you know, and uh, that was also part of her prayer. Basically, we understand in our matter. Even though the praying for sons in such a way is a great advantage, was that union is given by the obvious kinal sifalov. This was by also by the father said sifalov for children. So, Chana's prayer is even special in this itself. Explanation. The toichen from Tfilas Chana is Kimeish Kosub. What is the content? What did Chana pray for? It says, Batidur Neder, she made a vow. Batoimer, and she says, Hashem Tzvok, God of hosts. If you will see the poor, your poor maidservants, 
You will give zeranoshim. What did she mean, Goimer? What did she mean, zeranoshim? Because if them state in Rashi, Punyalkut, Rashi brings down from the Yalkut, Alasar, that on the place over there, on the right over there, the Yalkut, on the place, and it says as the Mitzvah Tzadikim, that what she was talking about is Tzadikim. She didn't just ask to have children. She was asking for righteous. She wasn't just asking somebody should potentially be a tzaddik, as a hobbin the neshama from a tzaddik, that he should just have the soul of a tzaddik. But tzaddik She was asking that he should be a tzaddik bepoil. Uh, as you'll see, she was asking the Gemara that it should be equal to Moshe and Aaron. What did she say in her vow? That vow was a part and it was a continuation of her prayer. She said, I will give him to Hashem for his day of his life. Which means she didn't just say that I'll have a soul of a tzaddik, but I'll give him there. That in actuality he will be there for his entire life. Since it happened so, later on, it happened such as she prayed for. She's by who was born Shmuel. Who actually was given over to Hashem. Is Mistaber. So it makes sense. Why did it happen? But the Hebrews that Hashem fulfilled her prayer and her request. He gave her such a son as she has requested. That is going to actually be given to Hashem. But this is something defies, this is opposite. It's not only opposite from the nature. Conduct was the Rebbe Shtorat Eingestalt in Welt Hashem placed in the world. Nor. This is also higher than the limitations that are according to the Torah. Why? Because the Torah doesn't say what a person should be, a tzaddik or not. And if she got that in her prayer, that was beyond anything that a normal person can ask for. That's something different. It's known as that the angel which is appointed on the heroine. What is the the angel who is appointed on the pregnancy he says before him he says before Hashem about what is going to be the, the new baby. He says will it be strong or weak but will Russia a tzaddik like Omar? But he doesn't say is he going to be a Russia or a tzaddik. Everything is up to Hashem in the hands of Hashem. But besides fear of Hashem, that in your the idea of choose, choose to choose does was to choose the cholod mesuna. This that every person has been given the right. If he wants to tilt to the good side, will he is tzaddik to be a tzaddik? Then he has the right. If he doesn't want to, is Iker Godlhu for who Amudatoyvamitsu. That's the main principle. That is the principle, that's the pillar of the Toyra Mitsu. Kum is. So it turns out, as Tfilas Khana is given if an Indian was his nit nor hepachateva, was it be a Not only was this 
against nature which Hashem has put into the world. So that also goes against, it doesn't follow the limitations and the definitions that Hashem put in the Torah. That he doesn't get involved, is the person going to be a tzaddik? Here Hashem got involved. That's, that's the main principle. And that's the main pillar that what? That Hashem does not get involved. And here Hashem got involved. That's a tremendous chiddush. The Rebbe brings down further in hey that that in your knowledge is This is something which is also connected to halacha. The Mishnah Zok, the Mishnah says, Nazir ha Shmuel. Shmuel was a Nazir. It says, why? How do we know it was a Nazir? Because in her prayer, she said that Moira Layala Rosha. So the Gemara said like this Shanemar by Shimshon, it says, Moira Layala Rosha in Emar by Shimshon. Hashimshan, it says Moira should not go up on his head. That refers to that he shouldn't shave his head, it'll be a nozzle. But never Bishmul Moira, by also by Shmuel, it says Moira. Ma Moira Omar Bishimshan Nazir, Ah Moira Omar Mura Bashmul Nazir, just like the Moira which is said by Shimshan is a Nazir, the Moira that says by Shmuel is a Nazir as well. When Azoi Paskin the Ramban, the Ramban rules, as Shmuel Ramosi, Nazir Elam Hoya, that Shmuel from uh, Ramosi, from Ramo, was a Permanent. It was a, always a nozir. So you should do the shilos. The question is in them. How could you rest nazirus and shmuel? Who made him a nozir? His mother, right? A mother cannot make her son into a nozir. That she made a vow that it will not go on her head. That doesn't have the power, according to the Torah, that that should make it turn him into a nozir. Number one, Shmuel is based on the First of all, during the time of her vow, Shmuel wasn't even born yet. So you can't make a nozir not, for something that's not there. Number two, even if it wasn't there, only a man can make the son into a nazir, but a woman cannot. So how could you make a nazir? The Rebbe said, we already spoken at length, how did the naziris rest on Shmuel? That was accomplished, that was made up when Shmuel himself he took it upon himself. Since when he became an adult, not only did he not protest, but rather he continued this conduct of as Chana has conducted earlier. In other words, he continued to be a Nazir. So then, that conduct, that agreement, that impacted that the Kiddush of Naziris went back from his mother. So he had to accept it and it went before. So their meets with this is Nochmer Mudgash. This is even more emphasizes that Oif and Naila for Tfilos Chana Nidra, the prayer of Chana and her vow. Even though she knew that her vow alone cannot accomplish on her son the sanctity of Naziris, if he's not going to agree, she cannot do it for him. So she was so sure as she said that murder will not, he will be a Nazir. 
She was secure, she was confident in her prayer. That he would for sure agree to another. And he's going to be an Ozir. That is something outstanding. That's a special kind of a prayer. Now we can say, explain the special connection for the Kamo Hilchse Gavrosot. So there's many big halochas to Tfilas Chano. That with the Gemara says we can learn from the Psukum Chano. Number one, we say, specifically, the Rebbe is going to explain how these specific halochas relate to the special Chiddush of Chano. As a Mispalot Tzorich Kavan Libay, first, he needs to have in direct his heart, needs to articulate it in his mouth, actually speak the words, also like but you're not allowed to raise your voice in davening. And also, that a shikir is prohibited to daven, that we actually learn from Eli's words, but it's connected to the Chana's prayer. In the definition of prayer, there are two details. The intent of the heart when you're praying, on the dibur and the speech, the actual word in davening. The rikir inyan hatfila is the main part of tefila. Is kiyudu as it's known. The kavonas alev shibit tefila. That's the intent of the heart in davening. Midem is tefila anders from kamim mitzvah shibedibur. That is the distinction, the difference of davening with many mitzvahs that are in speech. Because by tefila is kavonas alev nit bloiz an inyan for kavonas a mitzvah. But uh, by davening, when we say you should have in your heart, it's not just every mitzvah you have to have kavona, uh, that you also need kavona, other mitzvahs that you speak. Kavona is part of the mitzvah. Prayer has to be with feeling, has to be with your heart. The intent of the davening makes up the object of the davening. Davening is not a davening if your heart is not in it. Even the speech of the davening is really made up is because when there is heart, if there's no heart, if there's no, you don't have in mind, then the words are not even davening. So the davening is, it's an integral part, the kavona. That is the reason that we don't find the emphasis and you have to have kavona when you make a bracha. By davening, they're both bracha you have to say, tfilo you have to say. But by tfilo there's a main emphasis, it's mainly the kavona and the feeling of the heart. Based on the above, this will be sweetened, we can see better. Bracha is in Yono, Kinal, Siv Gimel. What is bracha, as we said earlier in Siv Gimel? Tzupoyol Zayin, we want to impact as the Ashpoz, on Nimshach Verimim Okoyra. We want the flow should extend from its source. It should come down below. So the main thing is speech. Because that is revealing what's in your thought. You want it to come down. It's there. Come down. Speak. As opposed to even though the ultimate goal, the tachlis, the goal, is that it should accomplish a change also in the physical world. That the sick should be healed, the rain should descend from the heavens to the earth, and it should give birth and make things grow. But that comes as a result from this, 
That is that we're impacting a new will, so to speak, by Hashem. That comes mainly through the intention of the heart of the davening. He should remove his heart from all thoughts. You should see as if you're sending a shechina. Because what you're trying to do is, you're trying to make a new divine will, and there is, we need the machshove. When a yid removes from his heart all of his thoughts and wishes, and you subjugate yourself like a servant before a master, to Hashem, to Hashem, this impacts. This also makes us also above, so to speak. The face you show Hashem, that's the face you get. There should be a new will, which is not based according to the limitations from the order of the world. It's also not in the order and the limitation of Torah to make up a new will. And that was something very main in Chana's prayer. That Gosha in the Psukim is not the emphasis of this psukim is not so much a long davening, a long word. What the pasuk discuss about the heart, the feeling of the heart? She was bitter heart, but she was praying to Avon Hashem and she was crying. I poured my heart out before Hashem. It was all about the kavona. When the river is for kavona salev. That's why the intent of the heart is the first aspect from the Hilchsa Gavrosa, from these main laws. That we learn from the prayer of Chana. Also from the other halochas. Because at the end of the day, not saying it and not raising your voice too loud also means to say, you have to say it, but don't raise. Don't read down the quiet because this is also expressed that the main thing is what's in your heart. Zayn, apikol now is moving the shaykhs betoichen. We can also understand the connection in the contents of this from the Rav Toyer to Rosh Hashanah, from Rav Toyer Hashanah. Befrat lefi ayidua, especially it's known as Tfilas Chanos Gvem Rosh Hashanah that her prayer took place on Rosh Hashanah. Vorum demult is the man because the reshon is the time was mitutu evdem rotsun chodesh that you accomplish a new will by the meibristim by Hashem. Not nor b'shaiches turning in protein for the bria. Not only as it relates to some specific matter in creation, nor if the close abria for the general creation. Hashem creates. There's a new will by Hashem for the world. The beer in them. What is the explanation? Of this. The Rikir Avedim for Rosh Hashanah is the main service of Rosh Hashanah is Poyol Zandem Tamalichuni Aleichem to impact that Hashem should become. The Ebrish asks us, we should make him a king over you. Hashem asks the Tamalichuni, king, make me king over you. Yet in your Davin, Fundos Nine Machtir Zandem Ebrishten, every year we got to renew Machtir, make a Keser to crown Hashem, the Ebrishten, as Melech Yisrael, King of Israel, Al Derech Zem Melech Olam, and also the King of the World. And this comes through this, that we arouse by Hashem the wish, the will to become a king. 
It would be similar, and it would be when we're talking about a king out of flesh and blood. Bos an emesir melech, when we talk about a king, is doch from his shoulder and above, he's higher than all the people, meaning he's on a much higher level. Bahainu, as that inyan hamalucha, that is the idea of kingdom, to become a king that he should want to lead you, to, to, to lead with you, that's a descent for the king. Since by himself he's on a higher level, he doesn't want to deal with that. He is raised and he's separated from the people. That's why you have to arouse by him a wish, a want to be a king. How do we affect the Rotsi for kingdom? That is accomplished through the subjugation that the people, the nation shows to the king. That is the crowning. Similar and for sure so. This is even by a human king when we want him to become a king. You want the person, the king, who's in essence higher, you want him to, to deal, lead you, you have to sow the subjugation. How much more so is this in Nimshel? Is this in the Nimshel that as the Rebishtamitzadatzmei He is on his own, he's much higher from being a king. Because he is totally separated and exalted from the entire concept of creation. Through the servant of Shoshana, that Yidin reveal their accepting of the yoke of heaven, total subjugation to Hashem, we arouse by Hashem the wish to be a king. That's what the mitzvah of today is. Because specifically, the belonging of the shoifer contains in it the idea of making a king. Shem says, You do everything. Say malchus, but how you do it, you do it through the shoifer. Because the shoifer makes the abyss for the king. So the whole idea of Rosh Hashanah is the shoifer to make, to coronate Hashem, to make Hashem the will for being a king. The koil shoifer is a koil poshut. It's a simple voice, that comes from the ear of the heart. What does it mean in service of Hashem? That's the simple yelling out of a yid from the inner of his heart. The Apostle says, the heart cries out to Hashem. That's an inner cry out from a yid to Hashem. That's why this arouses above, above a inner will for kingdom. Hashem accepts the crowning of the Eden to be the king of Israel. And through the Eden, become the king of the world. So that is the level of Rosh Hashanah, that's the level of the Shoifer, that's the accomplishment of the Yehirot. Till it will be openly that will come when Mashiach will come. That the Shem will be a king over the world.